Hey, Husky fans, welcome back to Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast. My name is Trevor Mueller. With me is Jake Grant and UW Leah. We're here to talk about Cal football coming up here. This has been one of those weird matchups where forever Washington just took care of business and then the tides really turned. And even when Washington started playing well again, it seemed like Cal was a constant thorn in the side of the Huskies. You think back to the benching of Jake Browning in the pick six to lose like 10 to 12. Anyhow, Leah, you've been at a bunch of these games. What is it about Cal that gives Washington so much problems previous to this coaching staff? I think they play hard. I think, um, frankly, especially in previous coaching regimes, we had a, a very similar style of defense, which was the bend, don't break, and really uh, – that was the cornerstone of the program was defense a little bit different now, but Cal is always going to scrap. They're always going to fight. They're never going to quit. And they're incredibly well coached defensively. Offensively was where they struggle and they have for a very long time. And of course, offensively is now the cornerstone of our whole program. So um, just crazy things happen against Cal, you know, if it's not a lightning storm, it's just, you know, Cal, in overtime fumbles on their own one yard line and we win the game. So just crazy things tend to happen against Cal. Uh, we are going to have some rain in the forecast on Saturday night. I don't think it'll hit until well into the game and it doesn't call for lightning. So I think we're in luck and uh, Cal's out of luck in that regard, but all to say Cal plays a very similar generally brand of football in terms of just blue collar uh, in the trenches style, and it gives Washington fits in the past. Not sure it'll give us fits on Saturday, but it's something to keep our eyes out for. Jake, who's your favorite Cal player ever? Oh my gosh, I I do like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I want to take some peyote with with him, <laughs> hang out. Uh, our two mustaches together can. Oh, just I don't know if there's out. enough room in the room for that for, many mustaches. For both mustaches? I don't know, man. Could you Nobody imagine the conversations with, with Aaron Rodgers? It might be a lot of fun. Uh, Beast mode, man. He's on my wall right behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, the it was against Washington when he stole the stole the cart and drove yeah. it on the field. It was. Um, that was fun to watch. Um, so probably a toss up between those two. I mean, how do you not include current Cal players? Because it's got to be Taj Davis, right? No, it does not have to be Taj Davis. Oh, it absolutely well, has I to be Taj Davis. Davis. Thank you. I mean, I I love Taj Davis, but to put him in front of Beast Mode, who, yeah, as a Seahawks fan, has won me a Super Bowl and should have won me a second one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him. I think the catch at Oregon, defeating Oregon on the road at number six, I that just. I know that people are super into the Seahawks, but this is a Husky podcast. And in terms of momentous occasions for the University of Washington, that ranks really high up there. And he'll be honored as a Husky legend at some point, even if he graduates from Cal. He's a solid number three Cal player in history for me. It's <laughs> a good Fair. spot. That's a really good spot. Ahead of uh, Jared Goff. Okay. <laughs> I, I couldn't stand Jared Goff at Cal. I still to this day don't understand how he was one. It drove me crazy. It's the magic of Sunny Dykes. Yeah. Uh, so Leah, you're just gonna be our couples counselor for a second because one of the first times Jake and I really disagreed on this podcast was over a cow game. Do you remember this? I don't. 
So it was the conversation around the benching of Jake Browning. Mm-hmm. And you were vehemently. I'm, I'm assuming that I said that it was deserved. No, you said it was, you said it was the wrong choice because it gave us, Oh, it gave the team worst chances of winning the game. And I said, it was worth it to teach that nobody is above the program. And looking back now, I think you were right. Um, because if I there's stand not by my decision, yeah, I well, you, clearly you knew your decision, <laughs> but uh, you <laughs> yeah, stand by it, but you uh, but you're right. If there's no pick six there, they win an ugly 10 to 6, 10 to 10 to 3 game, and or 10 to 6 game, we don't have to worry about losing to Cal that year. So for that, you know, bud, here we are. Cal this year, man, they've won two games against lesser opponents. They had every opportunity to beat Auburn, and Auburn's a mess. And it's really funny to see Peyton Thorne show up again against a Pac-12 team and still fail to throw for 100 yards. But this time, instead of in a loss, he won. He's the Michigan State quarterback from last year. Cal had some turnover issues that game. That's the only game I'm really focusing on when it comes to this preview because I don't really know how much we learned about Cal in the other games. But Jake, what do you got on this offense? Yeah, at the start of the year, Sam Jackson was named the starting quarterback. Um, He missed uh, some time with an upper body injury. I'm assuming that he'll be back for this game. Um, Unfortunately, you still have to prepare for both guys. And unfortunately, these two guys are polar opposite quarterbacks. Sam Jackson is very run heavy. He, he's he's a highly touted high school kid, came into the program with some big upside behind him. He's small, but he's very fast, very elusive. He hasn't produced much this season so far in the ground or in the air, throwing two picks and just one tutty for the season and only rushing for three yards a carry. So his numbers wow. haven't been great yet, but uh, he still has the ability to, to torture defense if given the right opportunity. Is um, completion mentioned... percentage? What's that? His completion percentage is like 50%. Yeah, it's not good. I think <laughs> it's a little bit higher than 50%. 58, maybe? Yeah, I think 58. No, I'm not. Where is he on the depth chart? Is he supposed to play this week, or do we not yeah. know? 54%. Yeah, he's supposed to play. Uh, Cal, we, we looked at the um, two deeps earlier this week, and Cal does, does the Sam Jackson or – Finley or their third string quarterback. So they don't really name one, but Sam Jackson is supposed to be healthy for this, for this game. Um, You mentioned before our old friend, Taj Davis, he's, he's their second best receiver right now. Um, But unfortunate for him, you know, receiving core doesn't get a lot of balls thrown their way, even when it's not Sam Jackson at quarterback, their receivers, nobody's got over a hundred yards on the higher team. Um, as opposed to UW has three guys over 300 and one of those three guys has over 400. So they don't catch a lot of balls for many yards um, where they're going to gash a defense is the running game between Sam Jackson and Jaden Ott. Jaden Ott's coming off an injury and he still is producing at a high clip. Um, he's got 266 yards on the ground and averages 6.7 yards a touch. He's got three rushing touchdowns. The guy's an absolute beast. He's a he's a phenomenal running back. 
for Washington's offense, it is imperative that they, or sorry, Washington's defense, it is imperative that they do exactly what they did against Michigan State, and that is control the line of scrimmage with their big guys and not let Cal run the ball and keep Washington's offense off the field. Um, I think that's the most important part about Washington, the, the entire game, whether it's their offense going up against Cal's defense or our defense going up against Cal's offense. I think the most important part of this game is not letting Cal gash them for big-time yardage mm-hmm. running. Yeah, the best way to beat a really good defense is to exhaust them. And so staying on the field offensively, getting our defense off the field in quick order, to your point, Jake, is going to be a really paramount way for the Huskies to have an easy time against Cal. Easier said than done, but if I know Justin Wilcox, and I think I do, they're going to be ready and they're going to want this game. And the question is, will the Huskies want it more? Will they overlook Cal? I don't think so. Yeah, the nice yeah, thing the is... So uh, the unfortunate part is that they just had a game against North Texas where they got to look past North Texas and kind of focus on Washington and work mm-hmm. on things that they want to control Washington's offense with defensively. They just beat Idaho. North Texas. Idaho. Was- sorry. North Texas was the first week. Yeah. Um, the thing that Cal has does not have that Michigan State was supposed to have is a good offensive line. And Cal – was not good offensive line last year uh, and not a lot of improvement. It looks like this year it's, I think, advantage Washington's front seven. Yeah. Um, but man, as far as running the or uh, passing the ball goes, yeah, they don't have a lot of time to pass the ball, but their running numbers are elite right now. So they're getting downhill on defenses and, and, and Ott is he's getting a lot of yards in, in quick bursts. So I'd say, I'd say, yes, they're not good pass protection, but man, they can run block for you. I have a question. Um, is it worth in your opinion, Jake, to load the box defensively because of the minimal threat that the receiving core from Cal poses? I would say yes, but with that, if you're going to bring pressure, you need to get home on Sam Jackson because if you don't, he can torch you for a long run. What I'd really like to see is if they did load the box, you keep a spy on him or just make sure that your outside linebackers keep contained and don't let him split the gaps and get around them. That's a good point, like a controlled blitz. Mm-hmm. For sure. So what do you think besides, like, obviously, Jaden Ott, um, do you think that the mobility of Sam Jackson is going to pose the biggest threat for our defense? I do. I think Sam Jackson is, I don't think he's had good numbers so far this year, but I do think he has the potential of, of torching this defense, especially if you're focusing on Jaden Ott. What I don't want to see is ZTF and Braylon Trice rearing back and trying to get to Sam Jackson and running past him and leaving you know, bus wide holes open for him to to run down the field because if they run past him and our corners are looking, you know, downfield, fault chasing a receiver, nobody's going to see him running and he's going to be 15 yards upfield before anybody even notices. And that's when things get dangerous. So you, you did say that Cal's offensive line is not great. Do yeah. you think that we're going to be able to challenge them in terms of getting home to the quarterback this week because you said they're not? fantastic 
I think so. Yeah, I think I think that there's a potential for four or five sacks in this game. Um especially if you get Jackson running backwards. If you're if you like Trevor mentioned a contained blitz, mm-hmm. if you don't give him those running rooms, our corners are good enough that with blitzing they'll still be hovering all over the cow wide receivers. Um but with those controlled blitzes, you need to keep Jackson in the pocket. That I'm that's the biggest thing about this whole game yeah. is keeping Jackson in the pocket. Yeah, force him to beat you with his arm, right? Yes. And so if we can get home on sacks, do we think that it'll affect his ability to maintain his mobility if we can get home and three, four, or five sacks? Yeah, yeah. and not to mention that he has been injury prone so far this year with an upper body injury too. They haven't disclosed what exactly what it is. But an upper body injury is not going to help your throwing mobility at all, um, especially as a quarterback. So being able to get home and get bodies on him, he's a, he's a smaller quarterback. He's probably the smallest in the Pac-12. So he's got a, he's got a slight built. He's not real tall. You get, you know, Voitanufi or, or ZTF, you know, hitting him. He's going to feel it and he's going to get happy feet. And uh, that's how Washington's going to win this game. Is he turnover prone? Does he cough the ball up with fumbles? Um, has he thrown an interception? Two interceptions on the year, one touchdown. Okay. So he does have he does oh, yeah. have the throw to the defense. Who is the most likely guy this week to get a pick? Muhammad. Okay. He's, he's gonna oh, have, he would. That would be so silly if he went after him. He's going to have two. He's going to have two. He's gonna. He's Sam Jackson's a young quarterback, man. He's got that. He's gonna. Box. He doesn't care who. He doesn't care who he's throwing at. Oh, I love he's, it. He thinks okay. he's good, man. If, so he's he's gonna challenge Jabbar Muhammad. If Jabbar Muhammad long. gets two picks this week, he's gonna be National Defensive Player of the Week. I agree. Let's do it, Jake. Well, we've been profits for yeah. two guys, weeks. I'm just saying. I mean, let's, let's keep it rolling here. It's like one eight hundred dial Nostradamus, Jake and Leah. I'm not sure. Get, get a hold of DraftKings. Let them know. Muhammad <laughs> is going to get two interceptions this week. What's the over, what's right. the line on that? Throw a couple I, throws on it. <laughs> one I return feel, for a tutty. I feel like we're going to be plus two or maybe plus three on turnovers this week especially no. being at home. Uh, I expect a fair amount of fans there. Obviously it's not going to be packed, but I do feel like we're going to have a lot of fans there. And this is the, by far and away, the best team that Cal will have played and it's going to be on the road. So the only person who has really played appreciable time at Husky stadium is Taj. So they're going to have the fan noise to deal with too. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I do think we are going to win the turnover column. I don't know if we're going to be up two or three on them. Cal's defense has the ability to take the ball away, um, if not from interception, from from stripping. Um, I, I just that's what makes me nervous is if you get in a turnover battle with Cal. I think that Cal could easily pick Mike off, not easily, but like Mike has made some near misses in terms of mm-hmm. like just think about Jalen Polk last week. But I think that if he were to do that, Cal would sputter out offensively if they were to do that yeah Cal gets a lot of credit defensively from the years past last year's defense was pretty much exposed for not being a very good defense they were in the hundreds 
in all of college football when it comes to giving up yards through the air at like almost 300 yards a game. They were ninth in the conference giving up total yards. They were in the bottom half of points per game given up. His defense wasn't as good as people think it's been. It's not nowhere near as good as the teams, the defenses that Cal was bringing during the Chris Peterson era. The only reason the game was close against Washington last year is because of a dreadful first half. Second half, Washington absolutely controlled the game. Uh, They ended up scoring 28 points, uh, 22 points in the second half. Michael Penix had almost 400 Mm -hmm. yards on the day. This defense brings back guys. They have a couple. Obviously, Jackson Sermon was a first-team all-conference linebacker last year. He returns. Caleb Earls or is another quality linebacker. And then they got some guys in the secondary that have had some experience. I don't agree that they necessarily gave our our receivers fits last year. I think that Washington was just starting to find themselves as a dominant team right after the Cal game. You know, you you really think that they arrived in the Oregon game, and I agree with that because they were letting teams like Cal and Arizona kind of hang around and score late to make it look closer than it really was. Mm-hmm. This defense is better. Auburn is not very good. So I think this is going to be the first test, and I think they're going to fail it. I I do like Noel Williams. He has two interceptions on the year. He picked off Peyton Thorne. They have some guys that can play, but with this offense, the, the way that they're able to attack – so many different ways, whether it's, you know, you take away a receiver, there's another one that's one-on-one. You take away all the receivers, you have a wide open tight end. I just don't see a way that Cal, the way that they're constructed is going to be able to keep up with this team. And we've seen Jackson Sermon in coverage. He's not great. He's very good. He's a good tackler, but every time he was put in coverage, he was exposed. And I think that they're going to really target things like that over the middle, kind of that intermediate until they can soften it up and go deep. And also forget that actually uh, Cal is the start of our winning streak. We haven't lost a game since at Arizona. Arizona was. Oh, that's never mind. Sorry. Yeah. There was oh, a second. Cal. Yeah. But yeah, I, this defense, this defense is, is going to be a pretty good defense. Washington was a better defense last year and we saw how bad at times Washington's defense was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were prone to give up points this offense, I think for Cal is just not going to be very good. And I think this defense for Cal is going to be on the field way too much for them to be effective against Michael Penix. Yeah. What scares me about their defense is they, they already have 11 turnovers forced this season versus Washington's four. Um, so they do attack the football. They have five intercepts, five interceptions and six forced fumbles. Um, so, they have the ability to to take the ball from you. And, you know, kind of like I mentioned earlier, the last thing I want to see Washington do is get in a turnover battle with, with their defense and um, give them more possessions than what we get. And, you know, I think even if we still end up with a possession or two less than Cal, we can still beat them. But if we're looking at four possessions less, then, you know, depending on, and I'm not saying four turnovers by us, but you know, you give up one before half, and then you give up another one at the second half, and then you give over two touch, you know, two interceptions or a forced fumble and an interception, then it's starting to look a little scary to me. 
Right. And I look at the Auburn game and they did, they did turn over Auburn four times. They got three fumbles and they intercepted a pass. Now, granted, Auburn's offense is nowhere near. They don't have – nobody on Auburn's offense would start on Washington's offense. That being said, Cal still lost a game even though they got four turnovers. Mm-hmm. And they, they, and they were at home. Themselves. They had a lot of advantages there. I just feel like, to your point, Trevor, Cal has played nobody. And, I mean, I you, can only, you can sort of make the argument, okay, Michigan State will probably turn out to be nobody also, but that was on the road – that was, you know, a packed house. Yeah. Michigan State was not supposed to be as bad as, as they turned out to be. Uh, Boise State, it could be very well a contender this year, and we annihilated them in the end. So I, I just, I don't think that Cal has the juice. I just don't. And neither does that's Vegas. Fair. I mean, it's a 21-point spread. Uh, yeah, I think that that's very fair. When I Before I saw the spread, I predicted 21. Yeah. So. I actually thought that was a little bit low, to be honest. I mean, after what we just I, did with, do you think Cal's better than Michigan State? I don't. No, I also don't think it's going to be 21 points. I think it's going to be probably more like 28, 29, 35. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I would say that Michigan State uh, at a neutral field is better than Cal right now. And we just went into Michigan State and stomped that ass. <laughs> so being at home against Cal, it, it being a 21 point, spread is seems a little small it seemed a little small to me mm-hmm. and i hope the huskies feel disrespected by that yeah sure. i hope they come out and say like we should have been 30 point favorites this is ridiculous let's make a statement to everybody out there who's watching football do you think, go ahead do, do you think that they know what the spread is do you think the players know the spread I, do. I don't i don't know they probably I do mean, i would assume think so. so they have okay. i assume that they do i mean They're i don't Twitter. know but I think that they all read. I mean, it doesn't take very much work to go on to go on yeah, to ESPN I mean, and check. It's I would, not like I, you have to read a big article to do that. And that's not an, they're also students. They're doing other things, but it's like, you don't have to comb through an eight page article to find out what the spread is of this game. They could just go to ESPN. Yeah. And if I was, if I was coaching this team, I would use that as bulletin board material because Cal's not going to give you any. Uh, like Colorado State will give Colorado bulletin board material all day long. Cal's Justin Wilcox is not going to do that. So I would use this 21-point spread and say they do not believe in you. Now go prove them wrong. Justin Wilcox is very much a product of the Chris Peterson regime of just you let your play do the talking and you don't talk. And there's there's a lot of respect for that at the same time, to your point. Got to win, and he hasn't done a lot of that lately. So I don't think he's going to get another one on Saturday. No, and you know I really do. Oh, he's at Cal. They don't care if they win or lose. But is he hot seated? Their six out of their next seven games are against. Really, they're probably going to lose six out of their next seven. If they lose six out of their next seven, you don't think he's hot seated still? I think that if he were at a school that actually gave any care to athletics, I think, yes, he would be. But it's Cal football. They really just, no, they don't care. If you're not losing, you know, losing hand over fist money and if you're not embarrassing the program in terms of like a la Mel Tucker type of situation, he's golden. He's not done anything wrong per se other than not winning football games. There's nothing wrong with Justin Wilcox 
other than that. Here, here, <laughs> I, I know I'm, I'm going off the rails here, but here are these, these next, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. They have us. They have Washington. They have Arizona State. There's their one win. Oregon mm-hmm. State, Utah, USC, Oregon, Wazoo. Oh, thoughts and prayers brutal lots of t's and p's there that's if you get two wins you're feeling pretty good in that stretch yeah holy that's, cow that's a brutal stretch for cal that's, that's almost as bad as arizona's where after this week they're probably not gonna win until their <laughs> final game if you're cal you're using washington as a practice for arizona state to get that <laughs> one down <laughs> six games that's big facts, Jake. <laughs> that's that's so awesome. You know what I love is that they put out that Metallica banner. I don't know what it was, but the the tweet that they put out with Metallica with the the lightning, lightning and coaching staff just doesn't care what happened in the previous where the lightning, you know, really screwed Washington over and they ended up losing that game. This group just doesn't care about negative things that have happened. They just have this aura about them that we're better than you. We're going to out execute you. We're just those two games that they lost seem to just kick this team in such different gear that it really doesn't matter who they're playing. They're going to execute well and put on top of that, that Cal's just not going to be very good offensively and defensively is a question mark. This could be a really, really ugly, really, really fast. Mateo Mele is out for the year. So Parker Brailsford is going to do a Nick Harris and go straight to the center position. It'll probably be there for the next three years. That means that uh, it looks like Gary and Hatchet is going to get the start. Oh, no, uh, uh, Julius Buelo will be starting. Uh, it sounds like he's good to go. If not, it'll be Gary and Hatchet. I'm getting a little nervous about the offensive line. I don't want any more injuries there just because of the guys that are at the guard. Memelar is out for the year as well. You're looking at underclassmen who are next up. If there's one more guy that goes down thoughts. Yeah. Not ideal. And considering this is my favorite unit and the success of the season hinges upon the protection of Michael Penix jr. So I trust Scott Huff. I know that he has really a great coach and also prepares his guys really well to step in at a moment's notice at the same time, you need to be able to be in the system for a little bit to feel successful in this type of situation. So let's hope that that's the last injury that we have on the line and uh, you know thoughts and prayers to our offensive line to stay healthy yeah Jake yeah I mean like you mentioned if you lose any more you're starting to look at uh some redshirt sophomores some redshirt freshmen you know you have Jalen Clem sitting there waiting in the wings you know he's he's a transfer but at the same time you know these guys have been getting all the one reps together so they have the continuity. And I think if you lose a guy like Boilo next or anybody else, you start to really start, you know, find the guys that haven't put a lot of time in with, with one another. And, and that's when stunts start to become successful on this offensive line. And that's when Michael Penick starts going down. Oof, don't say that anymore. Score predictions. Jake, what do you got? I have Washington winning. Uh, Surprised. Um, I think I think probably like last week, I think second quarter is probably when you start seeing Michael Penix air the football out and start start beating Cal over the top. Maybe later in the second quarter. I think Justin Wilcox does a very good job of 
taking one asset, one facet away from an offense that they play. He'll always try to take away something. And I don't think it's going to be the run game. I think he's going to try to neutralize Michael Penix and the deep throws as much as possible. So it's going to take Washington a little bit longer to get rolling. Like Leah mentioned, once those those short to mid route um, routes start working against them and they start chunking them down the field, score a couple of touchdowns, then Washington's going to start exposing that defense a little bit more, especially when they start going down 21 to nothing. I have Washington win 42 to 14. You know what I love, Jake, about what you said there is it seems like every game right as Washington's offense starts to get itself into a rhythm. It's always like a 15 yards in the air pass to Jalen McMillan where he gets another 15 yards run after the catch. And that's what opens it up. I really Mm -hmm. like that. Leah, what do you got? I, my original score was really close to what Jake said, but I'm going to change it based on the conversation. Why can't we be close? Come on. Come on. No, I think that (laughs) as much as I'd like to predict the Huskies score an ungodly amount. I I respect Justin Wilcox too much to predict that. I think that they're going to prevent a lot of things, not necessarily for the whole game, but at least initially. And I think in the later part of the second quarter, moving on through the third quarter, Washington's going to make adjustments after halftime as they always do. And Cal will not be able to keep up with it. So it's the Huskies 38 to 10. I just don't see anybody that doesn't have immense talent being able to keep this offense down for more than about a quarter. There's a few teams in the pac 12. I think that'll be out that have an opportunity to at least slow this team down, but Cal isn't one of them. They can choose to get the run game going early if they want, but the reality is, is it's Michael Penix and all the pass catchers. So I don't see this game necessarily that close. Harry the Huskies on my shoulder right now telling me to pick something asinine like 56 to 0, but I don't think it's going to be the Do Do you're going to lose all your credibility. I'm going to Harry, go... Harry said do it. <laughs> um I have I have a score of of 48 to uh 13. You were Second. big balling this year and I kind of like it. Yeah. This uh, dude, this coaching staff has hooked me. Daddy, yeah. like, yeah, I got Come hot on, Jakes Travis. all over the hey. place. Hot Jakes tonight. Hot Jakes. <laughs> all right. If last weekend was a terrible time to watch college football, <laughs> you don't have to leave the Pac-12 this week. Mm-mm. This is really exciting. And to be honest with you, when you have eight teams that are ranked there's always going to be ranked on ranked. So I, mm. we're just going to go through these and pick them because you, you don't even need to leave the conference to have fun. So we start off with 1230. Colorado got a little bit exposed against Colorado State, came back and won. They had two Autzen Stadium. Oregon is ranked 10th. They haven't been tested all year. Well, Texas Tech tested them. Touche. Never mind. This spread is at 21, just yeah. the same as Cal. Uh-huh. What do you got in this one, Jake? I uh, we we mentioned the fact that you would take that that 
21 point spread and use it as bulletin board material for Washington. If I'm Dion, I have negative 21 just plastered all over the locker room. Uh And, and it worked against TCU. We're going to go out there and we're going to win that thing. And they did. And they played great. They, also are missing one of the most dynamic players in college football with <laughs> Travis Hunter being out for the next three weeks. I like Shador Sanders and I like Dion at Colorado. Unfortunately, it's a place that they haven't played at before, man. Austin's loud. It's a different, it's a different animal there. Oregon is pretty good. Um, and I do have Oregon winning this game. Uh, I don't think by 21, I think by 10, I'd give Oregon by 10. Yeah. And I think that 10 is going to come late too. I think Colorado is going to keep it close. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think as much as I think the hype train is all up in Boulder right now, the game is not in Boulder. It's in Eugene. Uh, Oregon is undefeated. They have a alleged Heisman contender, although how no, who knows how serious that is. And they're going to have a lot of people in this in the stadium because this is their first Pac-12 game. It's Autzen. Those fans get super excited and super loud, and they should. They have a really good product on the field. They certainly paid for it. So I like Oregon to the tune of 31-14, one touchdown coming in the fourth quarter. It's going to be like they're not they're never going to be outside of the of the range of 21. They're not going to hit the 21, but they're, it's going to be comfortable in the end. Yeah, I agree. I, they'll win by between two and three scores. Like they One last comment on that. Yeah. Really quickly, um, I had a conversation with my buddy, J-Cap, shout out J-Cap, asking whether or not Husky fans should root for Oregon or root for Colorado in this game. And I was like, I don't know if I can in good faith root for Oregon. And he said, we need Oregon to come in undefeated when they come to Husky stadium, because we need them as highly ranked as possible. So when we beat them, people can't say, Oh, well, Oregon already lost. So they're trash. And I kind of see the point, but Oh, it's just really, it's against my religion kind of to root for Oregon. So I just make, yeah, I'll just hope that Colorado doesn't win. How about that? There you go. Uh, next up, my Bruins go to Leah's Utes. Um, oh, don't you talk <laughs> that mess, sir. Don't you talk that mess. That was so good. I was not prepared for that. And I appreciate that more than anybody around. Uh, I, go, go eat some jello salad, Trevor. I, <laughs> I yes, absolutely you. love that. You. you know, it's, it's kind of fair though, because we do bust on Trevor all the time for UCLA. I do. I mean, I actually really appreciate that, but I, if you're going <laughs> to bust on me for something that uh, this is like maybe a confessional for the future, but before the Jen Cohen situation, my second favorite team in the Pac-12 was probably USC. So. Uh, oh God. Okay. Don't love that. Um, <laughs> if Cam Rising doesn't play, <laughs> Utah is favored by four and a half. If Cam Rising doesn't play, I don't know if Utah's going to win this game. They haven't their their defense is good, so they haven't won by big margins in any of their games. Even the FCS opponent they played last week, I'm spacing on their name right now. Uh, oh, uh, Weber State. It was still sort of a game at halftime. It was like 17 to 7, so UCLA can score that uh, more is 
is a really quality freshman quarterback. They have weapons. They have Leatu Latu. I think Utah, if if Cam Rising doesn't play, UCLA wins. If they have Cam Rising, if he's rusty, UCLA wins. So I'm just going to say UCLA wins. Yeah, <laughs> go blue. Powder blue. <laughs> go blue. Shut up, Trev. <laughs> go ahead, Jake. I, I think oh, go that ahead, Leah. I was just going to say, I think I have a hard time not picking Utah at the mus. You know, they, know. they have a crazy, yeah. crazy student section. U- UCLA isn't used to fans. So um, <laughs> I don't know. I-, I feel like it doesn't really super matter who the quarterback is. I mean, yes, it does. Cam rising is better, but I feel like the advantage of playing in Salt Lake is just so high at the same time, to your point, but, you know, squeaking by mighty Weber state is not exactly about a confidence. I think the, uh, the Utes ultimately do pull it off under a touchdown so i guess they are my youths i'm gonna go vomit <laughs> jake i even if camera does play he's still gonna be a shell of what he was last year i believe coming off of an injury the way that he's coming off of um it's tough to come back and be competitive right away especially against a pretty good ucla team out of oh man i just out of spite I'm going to pick Utah because I am not going to fall for Trevor's love, his love fest for UCLA. Wow. I think Utah's defense is still really, really good. And UCLA going into Utah is going to be tough. And I don't think they're I, a freshman quarterback in Utah with that crowd, with that defense, he's going to get shook. And Utah's defense is going to score two, two scores on him, man. Oh, my Dante Moore will not do that. U- he's going to Utah wins composed. by six. Oh, so they cover. I think that they they sacked on Tamar a couple times, and we're going to see maybe Ethan Garbers. I don't know. Oh, Who knows? Hey. Colin Schley's been getting some run, too. That is a pretty good call, uh, quarterback room. It is. Uh, man, who would have thought that the Pac-2, the only <laughs> members left, would be the best game of the day? This game is awesome. I can't wait to watch it. 14 Oregon State heads to 21 Washington State. Washington State just beating up on the Big Ten, taking care of business against everybody else, and yet Oregon State is still a three-point favorite, headed to the Palouse, not a place that is friendly to anybody. I think Washington State's going to win the game, and I think Cam Ward continues to be better than he was last year. The defense is better than I think people thought it was going to be. Maybe it's because Jake Dickard is a defensive guy and he's been able to put some schemes in place, but I really like Oregon state, but I really don't love their passing game. I don't think that their receivers are necessarily going to be able to get loose. If Washington state can pack the box and get to DJ, I think they're going to win the game. So I guess go Cougs. Jake. I'm going to disagree again, man. I I think, I think DJ is going to have a big game. I think he's a, I think he's a top four quarterback in the Pac-12, which, I mean, it, even though you know that's not super high up there, I still think that's that's in the Pac-12 this year. I think that's something to be said for, right? Well, you take the top two out; they they don't actually count when it comes to looking yeah. at the conference quarterbacks. Sure. So in a normal conference, you're he's the top two quarterback, right? Um, 
I, I like Oregon State a lot this year. I've picked them to be good all year. I'm going to stay on that train, and I have them winning by three. It's going to be a push. Oh, look at that. Everybody wins by not losing. <laughs> nice. I think that, you know, I'm trying to think. There are very few teams that truly feel comfortable in the Palouse. One of them is the Huskies. Um, but I don't think that Oregon State is going to come in and feel anything less than rattled. I think that Washington State, this is their biggest game in terms of opening up the conference schedule and having a really good marquee matchup to finish out the Pac-12, the, the you know, the swan song of this year. So I think Washington State is going to win by three to seven points. I think they're going to rush the field because they do anytime they win. Um, and they're going to have a good time, you know, win or lose, we booze in Pullman. So, <laughs> so, so Washington state is the pack two champion. That's right. Let's go. Three words or less Arizona Stanford. Ugly. Who cares? <laughs> Not Stanford. Oh, I got, I got two more words. Toilet bowl. Ooh. I, isn't that the same as who cares? <laughs> Pretty much. Same, same. Three words or less. USC heads to Arizona State. Biblical unholy massacre. <laughs> the exorcism. Ugh. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a 35 point spread. And I think USC is going to cover. I do too. Yeah. Actually, I think that's going to be a challenge of like, we're going to more than cover. So how much more can we beat the spread by? That's USC's challenge. It also yeah. depends. I mean, Lincoln Riley wants um, uh, what's his name to win the Heisman again. That's true. So to, he does to not do want that. You're gonna have to you're, you're gonna have to leave him <laughs> a little bit longer, and they're gonna have to score a little bit more. Yeah, he's gonna have a hard time winning the Heisman if he doesn't allow reporters into his practice <laughs> to cover the team. <laughs> it's gonna be tough when your local reporters hate the local team because of the local team's attitude. So mm, delicious. So survivor pool is back on. Cause everybody was out. The pool is reopened. So Leah, who do you got? Well, per our conversation earlier, a few minutes ago where Arizona has, I think seven games in a row where they're playing some of the top teams in the conference. I am going with my cats, Arizona. Who do they play this week? The tree. I can't even remember the tree. Oh, yeah. Easy. Easy. Cats by 25. Okay. I'm taking Washington over Cal this week. There you go. Easy money. I'm bearing down. Go cats. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else find that motto extremely odd if you've gone through childbirth? <laughs> I haven't. So it's apparently not that Sorry. ironic to me. It's yeah. I feel like I give birth every morning about 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's the my poop joke, joke we're all waiting for. Oh, my God. Uh, neither one of you guys have any faith in Arizona beating Arizona State late in the season? It's not that. It's just that it's an easy one this week that doesn't involve Washington. So it felt yeah. like, like because I saw the only other win that Arizona State's going to have probably – be picked for is ASU. So I figured get Arizona out of the way and fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm we'll just glad see. I got my poop joke in today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Well, we'll be back to recap Cal. Hopefully, we're talking about a big win. So, Trevor Mueller, Jake Grant, UWF, go dogs. Go dogs. Let's culture stomp Cal. Go dogs. I love that.